0: Today, on Commitment to Truth. Use me to speak to the world. Those who do not know you, Jesus, use me to speak to the world. And if you're not speaking to the world, you're not being used by God. And if you're not being used by God, chances are you have not allowed him to teach you and you're not allowing him to mold you. If you are not allowing him to speak through you as a man, woman, child, young, old, wherever you are, in between, The bottom line is you and I have a responsibility to allow the Spirit of God
1: to speak through us to a dying world. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So we are continuing in a series I've entitled for you, Please
0: Move God. Please, 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 maybe we should say please, 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 please move God. Now, we've been also learning that God is always noticeably moving in our lives in some unique way. Uh, Remember, we looked at Joshua chapter 24, which says, verses 13 and 14, it says, I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities which you had not built, and you have lived in them. You are eating of vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth. So, just like God speaking to the children of Israel when they were inheriting the promised land, they had nothing to do with it. And similarly, there's so many things that God God is doing in our lives that we have nothing to do with it. We're just waking up every morning, living life. And by God's grace, he is so, so much blessing us and moving in our lives in, in some unique and special ways. Make sense? And as I mentioned before, listen, even the move of God to continue to breathe life into you so you can wake up till you can enjoy the things that he has so graciously given you and I, uh, we can't negate that and just skip over that and say, God, give me more. Because he's already given us enough. Especially if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the ultimate gift of God is what? Eternal life that's found in Christ and Christ alone. So if he says, that's enough, Cedric, I should be completely satisfied with his move in my life. But yet, we can't not exclude that God does want to do some special things in each one of our lives. right? It could be in relationships. It could be that you're in a broken relationship with a son or a daughter. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. Maybe your finances in disarray. Maybe you're trying to figure your career path out or whatever it may be. There's this, this extra move of God, this extra measure of grace that we need God to just, I need you to show up now. And he desires to do that. And as I mentioned to you before, in the book of Isaiah, if you read it in its proper context, It is said about the first 39 chapters of Isaiah had to do with the children of Israel dealing with themselves. Very rebellious, stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. Matter of fact, he said to them, you are adulterers. You have committed adultery towards me. You're acting like a harlot, he says to them. But then it gets to chapter 65, verse 24, and the prophet Isaiah says this to the people. It would also come to pass that before they, meaning you call, the people call, I, meaning God, would answer. So think about that. Before you even call on me, I want to answer you. Can you imagine that? Being so... Much a part of your personal relationship with the Holy God, that before you even call on Him, He's about to answer you. Because He knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows what's deeply seated in all of our hearts. So He can if He desires. And matter of fact, I'm sure you, like I, have had scenarios that He did answer and I didn't even ask Him. The text goes on to say in verse 24, Isaiah 65, I will answer you, right? It says, while they, meaning you, are still speaking, I, God, will listen. So as you're speaking, and before you speak, right, because he knows our thoughts before we even say anything, right, he wants to listen. It's not a God that's far off. He's intimately listening, But the reality is, in so many of our lives, we're just not ready for this move of God. Uh, Right? I'm not really ready for my wife to respect me. Because I haven't really loved her as Christ loved the church and gave his very life for her. Not ready for my husband to love me. Not ready for my parents to respect me like they require me to respect them, right? We can look at every place and every relational aspect in our lives and and a lot of it is hinged upon, am I really ready for what God wants to do, right? It's kind of like your, your children, our children, they'll grow up and say, I want to drive, but they're 12 years old. It's like, you're not ready yet. Right? Or they may be 21 years old. (laughs) And you still may say, you probably still ain't ready. Depending on the person, right? And similarly, that's why you see so many times, so many times you even see a sinner receive what you're asking God for. Because God even reigns on the unjust. And he will give it to them before he give it even to his children because he knows how they will manage it. And some in weird way bring him glory. But yet we will hoard it, keep it for ourselves. And he knows that. So I have to move a little slower in that area in your life. I have to move a little slower in your marriage. You know why? Because truth be told, you've already made your husband your God. Because he's become your priority. Matter of fact, you move quicker when he says move than you move when God says move. You see how it can... The very thing that God wants to do could be because of me not because he's incapable not because he doesn't want to but could it be me just not ready and that's why we started off this this journey really uh, underscoring that God wants want you to move but you must first move in me must first do some transformational work in my heart right remember we talked about last week that there's this responsibility of god give me the courage to allow you to deal with the sin in me right remove the planks from my eyes so i can clearly see what's the source and cause of conflicts among you isn't it that there's some issues going on with me acts with wrong motives right I, I, I want to spend it on me, right? And, and, and all these things really have, doesn't have to do with anything to do with anyone but me. Could it be, look, strangely enough, that you're just believing God for a supernatural move on your job so that you may get that promotion? But you never get it it's because potentially you're not ready for it. Could it be when you get it that you would abuse the power that's given to you? Could it be that uh, you start now prioritizing that job and that career over your prioritization of the cross of Christ? Could be, could not be only God and you know that. Follow me? And that's that journey, remember, we talked about last week. That's the journey all of us have to go on is that discovery of God isn't really me. If it is me, deal with me. Just let me be real. That God, I have a problem with managing money because the money's been managing me historically. And just lay it out before God and say, it's my fault. And watch what, what any good father would do when any child comes to realization that they're wrong. Move in me. Today, we're going to focus on, God, move through me. Move through me. God, I will allow you to mold me so you can use me. So God, my heart now is clean before you. I've, I've discovered and uncovered all these different things in me that I've now came, I've come clean with and said, God, you, you know exactly what I'm dealing with. But now it's time for you to, to start moving and molding and developing me so you can now use me however you choose to use me in whatever capacity, whatever area you want me to be used. So if you can now open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11 uh, Defines our first area, which is God, I'll let you mold me with your wisdom. So mold me with your wisdom, not my wisdom, not the wisdom of this world, not the wisdom of my mother or my father, not the wisdom of my grandparents, not the wisdom of some whomever that you are depending on, but mold me with your wisdom. Listen to what 1 Corinthians chapter. Uh, 2 verses 6 through 13 says, Yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages uh, ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eyes has not seen, ears have not heard. And which have not entered the human heart that God has prepared for those who love him. Sounds like our lives, doesn't it? God, what have you prepared for me? Because I love you. Now, if you take that out, you know, if you don't love Him, well, there's some other things He prepared. But, <laughs> but right. So, but, but man, I God, I love you. What are you preparing for me that eyes have not seen or ears have heard, nor are entered into the thoughts of man? that you have for me. Verse 10. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among people knows the thoughts of a person except the Spirit of the person? Meaning that's in them, right? So the only one who really knows you is you. So also the thoughts of God, no one knows except whom? God or the spirit of God. So if I want to know God, I must know his spirit and his spirit is only accessible and available to those who have what? Put their faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So no relationship with Christ, God through Christ, no Holy Spirit who lives within you. Therefore, you have no knowledge of God and what God wants of you. Or you could say it this way. If I put my faith and trust in the spirit of God and in, in, in the finished work of God through Christ and his spirit lives within me, but yet I still don't know God. Could it be that I am not listening and obeying and being led by the spirit of God who lives within me, who gives me the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the heart of God, the mind of God. See the connection. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Verse 13. We also speak things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. God, mold me through the power of your Holy Spirit with your wisdom. I got to stop thinking like I think. I just got to stop responding how I respond, moving how I normally move, operating how I normally operate based upon human wisdom. I really want you to move in my life. God is not going to move through fleshly tendencies. He's not. God wants to mold us with life skills, wisdom, wisdom, Look at verse six again. A wisdom, however, not of this age. Wisdom is here. Part of the definition of the word wisdom is skill, tact, expertise in any art, skill in the affairs of life. So if if you today need to navigate life in a way that it is... Ultimately, for his glory, but for whatever reason, when we glorify him, sometimes it just turns out for our good. Good, bad, or indifferent. Even the bad becomes good when it's for his glory. If I need that GPS, if you would, for my life, it comes through whom? A wisdom, however, that is not of this age, God will give you and I life skills Based upon his wisdom, to know how to skillfully and tactfully, with great expertise, manage the affairs of life. That's what he promises. But then also, God wants to mold us with wisdom that is not of this world. Listen to verse 6 again. And wisdom, however, that is not of this age. The word age means this: not of this period of time. So think about that. We're in a very precarious time. God's wisdom is not of this time because it's timeless because he's a timeless God. So many times we make decisions based upon times. You follow me? Well, you know, just like last time. Well, you know, in the 60s, well, you know, in the 70s, well, you know, now in the, you know, it, it's 2023. Well, you know, I can't believe it. We've never seen a time like this. God is not constrained by time. His wisdom is not constrained by time. So not of this age, not of this time period. It is a perpetuity of time, not of this universe. That's the wisdom God promises us. But we must allow this wisdom to take hold of us. God wants to mold us with life skills, God wants to mold us with wisdom not of this world. And this word, wisdom, goes on to be defined this way the simplicity of the gospel. Do you realize the gospel fits every narrative? It fits every cultural perspective, racial perspective, geographical perspective. The gospel is the only thing that is able to cross-pollinate. Language cross-pollinates it all. This wisdom, also where wisdom goes on to be, further be defined as supreme intelligence, such as belonging to only God. Amen. Who in their right mind wouldn't want supreme intelligence? Amen. But it only comes from God mold me with your supernatural wisdom. God wants to mold us with wisdom that is from the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 10 and 13. For us, God revealed them through who? The Spirit. Verse 13. Those taught by whom? The Holy Spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Two important words to define here. The, The word revealed in verse 10 means this. To lay open what has been veiled or covered up. So God, through his Holy Spirit, through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, has now laid open what has been veiled or covered up so it's accessible to you and I. Last word, verse 13, is the word taught. It means things are lessons taught, are imparted, are suggested by the Holy Spirit as contrasted to the things taught by words of human wisdom. God's wisdom will always be contrast to the wisdom of this world. Or you could say it this way. God's wisdom many times may not make sense. And that's why I think it's such a battle with us. Because we encase in this flesh. We live in this world. We have a cumulative wisdom over time. So for God to somehow interject his opinion, his wisdom, it causes tension. Because it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I've been doing it this way for so long. Matter of fact, my parents and my grandparents and their parents told me this, right? And so it has to be right. And why am I having this, this contradictory opinion from the Holy Spirit? It's just the way it is. It's kind of like this. Have you heard of the story of the lady with the ham? All right, let me tell you a story if you haven't heard it. All right, so this, this, this lady uh, gets married, and now she's preparing her first uh, Christmas ham, right? And she cuts off the ends of the ham, puts it in a pot, and the husband questions, why are you cutting off the ends of the ham? Is, that's the best part of the meat. Why are you cutting it off? And she says, well, you know, that's the way I saw my, my mother and my grandmother make their ham. And then she calls her mom, hey, mom you know, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? And he says, I don't know. I just saw your grandmother cut the ends of the ham off, and that's the way I normally do, cut the you know, ends of the ham off. So then she called her mom, the grandmom, and said, well, Mom, why do you cut the ends of the ham? He said, well, the reason why I cut the ends of the ham off is because I never had a pot big enough for it to fit in. <laughs> And that's how many times we operate. We don't even know why we do what we do. We just do it because somebody else told us what to do it. Right? And listen, church, that happens even in churches. Because we're like a family. Well, well, do you realize that's not what the text really says? Well, you know, that's what my pastor said in the other church. That's what I was taught in Bible study. And you just inherit these... Inappropriate nuggets of wisdom. But the spirit of God, who knows the mind of God, wants to give us wisdom that will be contrast with everything we've accumulated over the years. But we have to allow him to mold us and trust his opinion, trust his voice, trust what he's doing in our hearts.
1: Thank you again for listening to our series From Commitment to Truth The Teaching Ministry of Commitment Church A Place for All Nations Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora or other podcast providers You can also visit us on our website commitmentchurch.org